Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Neil. And this is FMK Lit. Where we normally read two romance novels. A queer one and a straight one. And then we usually play Fuck, Marry, Kill with the characters. Usually, but today... Today, today we have an extra special guest with us. And <laughs> listeners, you've realized it's not a normal episode because we didn't start reading like we <laughs> normally do. Claire. Uh-huh. Claire, we have company. We do have company. It's we ever are... so exciting. We are very, very lucky in that we are today joined by the author of the uh, Vanished Tattoo series, uh, Stacey Lynn Hafner. Yay! Welcome! Hello! Hello! Thank Welcome! You. <laughs> How's it going? It's good! I'm good! good. Thank you! Good. For this episode, we read uh, Tattoo My Heart, which is book one in the Vanish Tattoo series. Uh, you can find this book on Amazon and lots and lots of other places where books can be found. And we absolutely encourage you to look for all those places. And if you are not Amazon, I'm positive there's other places you can find it. Uh, and you can also go onto uh, Stacy's website and you can read more about her there. But I'll give a little intro because I do so enjoy your bio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I like I like 80s dance parties. I love apocalypse movies. I tend to eat a lot of appetizers. And I think magic eight balls are a valid way to make decisions. And let me just say, yes. Yes. You are the people's author. Still. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, but before we get into it, I do want to do some of our usual. And uh, Neil, Stacy, what has got you hot and bothered? Would you like to go first, Stacy? Sure, I can start us off. <laughs> um, I mean, first, I don't know. Like, happy January sixth to everyone who celebrates. <laughs> 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 I mean, um, so yeah, all over NPR today. Like NPR is just like, well, let's do a deep dive onto what you know an incursion means. Like, well, let's mm-hmm. let's really talk about like what's happening with Trump. Like, yeah, oh, it is a day. It is, yeah, it is, it is the is. reason for the season. <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, I definitely remember three years ago for sure. But um, I, I think that that is what is most annoying me recently is just that um, it's still like all the news is talking about everywhere. And I'm just so tired of I'm just so tired of him. <laughs> I really want him to go away. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. got me yeah. hot and bothered. <laughs> Actually, Stacey, we are the only liberals who support Trump. You are not welcome <laughs> on this podcast anymore. Surprise! Oh dear. Okay, just gonna take a turn. <laughs> I'm one of those self-loathing gays, and I can't stand liberals. God. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, Claire, would you like to go next? Sure. I mean, it's also sort of like a you know something that comes around every once in a while but it is a leap year this year <gasps> yes. oh i 
love leap day. Like leap day <laughs> is one of my favorite days and it's because I'm a big old weirdo and I demand attention on leap day for nobody no good reason. I will like Neil knows this, my husband knows this. I just go up to them and go you have to take the day off. I'm taking the day off, and it is your job to provide me with adventures all day. Awesome. <laughs> you demand extra special attention once every four years, like the Olympics. Yes. Claire is the Olympics of friends. <laughs> it's a lot and of pomp. There's a lot of work. And I'm a little bit corrupted. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, so I demanded my husband take me on an adventure on, you know, the the Leap Day, and he agreed. We'll see how that goes. I'm very excited. I love Leap Day. I love it. I love it. I love that. Uh, Neil? Yes. What has got you hot and bothered? Uh, So as of this recording, the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain. Yes! And of course, everyone's having fun with it. So I've been seeing um, pictures of uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey being like, I'm pro-union, I'm pro-communism, things that Mickey would never, ever actually say. So that's (laughs) amusing and fun. But what really tickled me is I saw a webcomic Uh, And it starts with a man sitting at a desk and in the background, somebody says Gatsby and it's Steamboat Willie, Mickey and Gatsby from the great Gatsby who are like, we're free. We can finally be together. And then they kiss. (laughs) And it's really funny. (laughs) Oh, that I am all for the, the steamboat romances we shall get with Mickey (gasps) and Pluto. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Show oh, that slash yep. that. Let's do it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So we're we're changing the entire trajectory of our podcast. This is now a steamboat steamboat Willie Mickey erotic fanfic podcast. That should take you far, I think. Yeah. So we're on for another seven years. <laughs> Welcome, Patreons. Uh, I don't, you don't, you've, you've, we're changing what you've paid for. Surprise! Steamboat <laughs> Willie from here on out. I mean, and let's just be fair. That is a very sexy name. <laughs> See, to me, it sounds like a Mark Twain character. I mean, yes. Is that why you find it sexy? <laughs> well, I mean... I would always hook up with a Mark Twain. Let's not get me wrong. But no, I've always just like, it's the penis joke is there. Like the fast motion, the it's all happening. I don't know. Fair. Fair, fair. Uh. Great. Great. Per usual gleaming insights in the hot and bothered. Uh. Uh, but let's, why don't we talk about this book? Let's okay. talk about this book and this this wonderful guest that we have. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Hey. So usually we start out uh, talking about the book and what it's about, but I think like I want you to talk about the book. Like tell us about this book and about these characters, and I don't know. What, I really want to know what you love about it. I think authors always have the special romance with their own writing and their own <laughs> yeah. characters and their own love interests. And I want to hear about that. So, like, tell us about this book. 
Okay. Um, well, let's see. To start, I guess, a little bit broader, just in terms of my love affair with the characters in the, the book series. Um, yeah, so Tattoo My Heart was the first book in the Vanished um, Tattoo series. And for me, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously like all of us, a fan of romance and love reading romance. But um, I think the over time there was, it was like harder and harder for me to find romances that I really connected to and like mm. could see myself wanting to be a part of and see like the relationship being something I would like seek out and want to be there or whatever. Um, and so I think of all of my characters really is like, I write women that I want to be friends with and like the partners I think are good enough for them. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes, so that's you. where the whole kind of like series really comes from. And um, yeah, so this, this first one, um, I also am really a big fan of the found family trope. Like mm -hmm. I have an amazing group of friends. I have an amazing community. I think that that's really important um, for everyone. And so um, that definitely features really strongly in this first series of just the kind of found family and the friendships that the, the core four kind of have. And so, um, the first book is about Lucas, who is, um, a new kind of reality TV uh, star. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of reality TV. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and he uh, is a tattoo artist and has had kind of a really rough childhood. It was, um, you know, given up when he was still young and grew up in foster care and has had a really challenging time with that. And so art was kind of his escape and how he really saw like his future and like how he was going to overcome a lot of the challenges in his reality. And so became a tattoo artist is an amazing artist, won a reality, reality tattoo competition. And of course, because he's gorgeous um, and all of his friends are gorgeous, they were able to snag uh, um, their own reality TV show. So now he's got his own show in his own shop. Um, and the series really revolves around the staff of that tattoo shop. And so um this first book is his story um, and his love story, and he meets uh, Dr. Ashland, um, who is a fabulous uh, trauma surgeon, uh, returning to Chicago. So she's kind of unaware of all of his fa his fame and like all of the attention that he's recently found. And they are thrown together really early on in the book through kind of a sudden act of violence and um, are very attracted to each other. And so very quickly kind of trauma bond <laughs> through that experience. And then um, over time, as they start to get to know each other more and more and discover more about, you know, kind of who the other person really is, um, it just becomes obvious there's somebody in their life that doesn't want them to be together. And so they also start to experience a lot of stalking incidents and kind of danger thrown in. And it's all about figuring out if they can overcome their own personal demons and this, you know, kind of outside force to find their way together. I, uh, the, you bring up something that was one of my favorite parts of this book, and it is early on, that incident of violence. Um, what normally happens in these books is our lady is thrown into some sort of like terrible instance, a gun to her head in this case, and 
I was waiting. I was like, well, and he's going to come in and his big old muscles are going to save her. And that's how it goes. And that is not how it went. She was <laughs> exceptionally capable in that moment. She saved herself. She saved him. And she just like was a big boss bitch in that yeah. moment and like yeah. he was the one who hadn't been around that kind of stuff before and so he was the one who was shocked and had to be like kind of shepherded through the moment and she showed herself to be entirely capable and that was not a one-off incident in the book we've also seen that where it's a one-off sort of crowd pleaser in a book mm -hmm. and then from then on out she's a shrinking violet who can't do anything without the man and that is never true in this book no. and that was one of my favorite things. I loved it so much. Neil and I, that was the first thing we said when we had, a, a, when we talked about the book together. Like, it was just like, oh my God. And then she comes out and she's just like, she's like, oh, I hate having a gun pointed at me. And I was like, yes, this girl, this girl's going to be amazing. Yeah. We see her be uh, competent immediately. And and it ties into, like, her being a doctor. Because so many, like Claire is saying in so many of these books, it's like either every time we see a woman be competent at her job specifically, it's, like, off page. We don't see it. Or it's like, oh, my God, she's the best lawyer ever. And then <laughs> we're in the courtroom, and it's just like, I'm so tongue-tied. I don't even remember what laws are. And it's... it's <laughs> I, I I rant about it a lot on on this podcast. I'm so bored of it. I'm so bored yeah. of it. So it was so nice to see a woman who, of course, there were situations that she was, you know, kind of on the back foot and sort of like, I don't, you know, like I'm I need to figure shit out. But like when things were really down to the wire, she's like, okay, calm, cool, collected. Yes, I'm scared, but let me just like get shit done, which is so nice to see. And I'm I was wondering if that was. A conscious choice on your part, something that you like were especially leaning to with with these characters? Yeah, definitely. I um I mean again, this is also in part of my bio, but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite TV shows. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Veronica Mars, close second. Like, I don't, I, I am also very tired of the trope of the woman needing to be saved. Like, I want this to be a partnership. And, you know, each of them are going to have separate skills, obviously. And there's going to be certain situations where he's more capable and certain situations where she's more capable. But I want all of the characters in the series to be very full people. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, not to, not to need the other person so much as like consciously choosing the other person. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. What drew you to writing about tattoo artists? Mm. <laughs> um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I only have one tattoo, although I do want to get a few more. I have some ideas for that. They are immediately addictive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do think it is a really like undervalued art form, like just in general, totally side note. But um, for the book specifically, I really was kind of into this idea of playing with um like a reality TV star. I think, you know, reality shows are such a staple in our lives now and um, kind of playing out that trope a little bit of like, what would that be for them to meet somebody? And, and in early stages, it had a lot of different kind of, you know, like different evolutions in my head, but this is kind of where it landed. And then ultimately, um, you know, I did want to write kind of a romantic suspense um, book and not, uh, 
you know, not a rom-com, not a, you know, paranormal, but like I wanted that kind of romantic suspense piece of it. And the reality, the attention that you would get in a reality show star kind of filtered into that. But then it was like, well, what kind of reality show, you know, it's not going to be The Bachelor. It's not going to be <laughs> what is going to be the thing that makes him famous and that he rests on. And and my favorite ones are really the, these kind of competition shows where it is about a talent that the person has. And so mm-hmm. that's um, ultimately where I landed as a tattoo artist. I am a fan of Ink Great. Masters, and I was Same. 100% excited about that. Um, I think what's interesting in this book is that while it's more his celebrity that features bigger than the show it's he's on itself because they're sort of on a break Mm -hmm. in the following books. Do we see more of the show in action? Not really. Um, I always kind of thought that you would, but the show really does end up taking kind of a backseat to Mm -hmm. the, the other stories that are being told. And so it's always, it's a factor. It's their job. Um, mm-hmm. but it's never the kind of focal point of any of the conflict. In this book, we do also meet the other, uh, everybody else who works in the tattoo shop who are part of all of our other books, which is mm-hmm. Jax, Logan, and Macy. Yeah. And uh, Logan, one of my favorite people ever. Like, uh, she was so her. much fun to read. She is also <laughs> a very capable person. And yeah. also, just like the rest of the people in the tattoo shop, uh, closed off, quick, you know, like <laughs> a real quick trigger. Like, <laughs> like I am angry, yeah. right? Like it's she's not she's like the Hulk, and just like all of them yeah. are. It's like I am actually angry all the time, and that is yeah. not a secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Logan definitely is one of my favorite characters too. She's very fun to write and to work with, and I, um, I really like her story as well. So I think as a writer, when when did you start writing? When did you start your writing career? And what made you start in the romance genre? And, you know, like, what, how, how did you sit down and say, like, here it is. I'm ready to start my book. Yeah, it was a really long journey for me. Um, it was something I always wrote kind of creative stories even, you know, in junior high and high school, like that was kind of an outlet that I had. I never shared them with anyone. It was just for me. Um, There was always this kind of, um, you know, like little inkling in the back of my head that I would really like to write a book and put it out there and, and be an author. And for a long time, that was just like a hidden idea that I had and that I kind of kept private. And then Um, and you know, at the time I also really had a career that I loved and a job that I loved. And so it it was also just kind of a hobby isn't even the right word, but it was just something that was back there. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that ever kind of took the forefront. Um, and then I, um, it was kind of a series of false starts, but ultimately what got me to this point, I took um, a year I was traveling um, and I was working remotely for the first kind of um, eight months for, of the trip. But then the last eight months I was in, or last four months I was in Asia and that time change I just was not going to do. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the plan was I was just going to take those four months and kind of like 
just explore and travel. And, and so that was really when I was like, this is my chance to do it. Like economically, financially, you know, inspirationally, all of these things, this is, this is my opportunity. And, um, I also, that's actually how I met Naja, my publisher. So she was on the traveling, the trip with me traveling. And so we would also often talk about our dreams of kind of writing and, um, and really helped, I think, kind of push each other and challenge each other. And, um, I confessed to a bunch of the people that were on my trip that I was traveling with, that this was a, a dream that I had. And, um, sometimes it's easier to share those things with people you don't know as well. <laughs> and mm -hmm. So all of a sudden had these like cheerleaders in my court that were really supportive and into it. And then, um, once I had a good portion of this first book done, I shared it with a bunch of my really close friends and mm -hmm. they all also really loved it and were amazingly supportive. And so then it all just kind of snowballed from there. So this, this first book, um, Tattoo My Heart came out just over a year ago. It came out like mid December, um, of 2022. And so, um, yeah, it's been a really amazing experience to like actually have it out there and have people enjoy it and, be able Great. to do it that's amazing congratulations you talked a little bit about in the book like you know there's fans there's you know you have once you're out there you're out there and you have to be in touch with the world and the world is in touch with you for better or worse how has fan reaction been how has it been like as somebody who's probably been pretty private your whole life suddenly like having to like read reviews and read reactions to your work yeah. And put up with people asking you random questions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, surprisingly, I really love it. My friends, like I said, like new and old have all been really amazing and just supportive. Like, again, this I, community, I think, is such an important piece of anybody's mm -hmm. life. And I have a great community. I feel really lucky that way. Um, and then this is a whole new community that I've been building of finding people who do really like my books and are, you know, helping me kind of spread the word and get out there and constantly, you know, like asking questions about what's next and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, I do think the hardest part <laughs> for me personally is I am used to, in all of my other work, really being behind the scenes. And so being the kind of front person and the face of the thing is um, really challenging. And so that's something I'm still like getting used to. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. We, uh, as people who started our own podcast are also very humble. We hate being the center of attention. <laughs> totally understand that struggle. <laughs> Um, have you had to invest yourself in book talk? I, I keep dipping my toe in and then like, <laughs> and then like backtracking. So it's something actually for 2024 that I'm really like trying to commit to doing more on, um, TikTok and more with book talk. I, um, have a decent like Instagram, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, book talk is something I need to again, get comfortable putting myself out there more. <laughs> uh, it's, it just seems so scary. <laughs> I mean, of all the social media things out there, like, I mean, I don't know, like Facebook has its own thing. Facebook groups was kind of scary, but like mm -hmm. the moment book talk started, I was like, Oh, this could get so dark. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
That's good. That's... I feel like there's been more drama in the news coming yeah. out of Book Talk than like almost any of the other groups. That, like, yes. Oh, Book Talk's at it again. Added <laughs> another author for being the worst. I know. Like, I, don't, I don't know why that is, but yes, it does seem like, whoo, it's, you know. It's a whole beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Stacey, you mentioned uh, at the top that uh, some of the impetus for you for writing this was not being able to find the kind of romance that you wanted to connect to. And I'm curious, two things. One, if you could tell us sort of about like your discovery of romance, your relationship with romance, or any other genres you may want to talk about. And then mm-hmm. also, I'd love to hear some of your like favorite tropes and favorite types of characters and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have always read romance, like from junior high on. I've always mm-hmm. been a sucker for romance. And I think for a long time, honestly, I really struggled with that because I also like strongly identify as a feminist. And I think there is so much romance where it is about the damsel in distress and being mm-hmm. rescued and really... Um, placing a high value on virginity and like all of these things that in my actual life, I really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but you know, it's like, but I really like the romance. Like I love the like (laughs) at the beginning. I love the butterflies in the stomach. I love Mm -hmm. finding the person that's going to like break through all of the nonsense and like love you for who you are. Like all of that kind of stuff. I just, you know, have always really been a sucker for that, that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and I think that's partly why it took me a a long time too to really find my groove in the story that I wanted to tell is because, um, it seemed like that's what was out there Mm -hmm. and that's not what I would write. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think again, it was like finally identifying this goal of mine and like with my friends and vocalizing it and having, you know, my friends are obviously very strong women too. (laughs) And so like being able to, you know, have them be supportive and be really into the idea and love the books and love the story. Like that also really helps me kind of reconcile these two things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, tropes, I mean, there's so many I really love. I love the grumpy sunshine. I love like the reverse grumpy sunshine, which is Logan's book. I really love, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a book in the works that's going to be a fake dating trope, which I'm kind of, will be Ooh. kind of fun to like play that out a little bit. Um, the, I also have always really liked the friends to lovers. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the kind of traditional tropes that I really enjoy, but with a little yeah. twist, I think sometimes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something that I also really enjoyed is, um, Ash and Lucas were hot for each other right away. So many books where it's like, oh no, they have to hate each other. Like it, it feels like people have told romance writers, oh no, they have to hate each other at first and want nothing to do with each other. And then we, and I'm like, no, no, no. Right. I want to see two people who want to smash right away <laughs> end up together. That's I, cause like, that's how I want my life to be. I want to be, I want to end up with someone where we're are, are, like initially so attracted to each other. And then we got to figure it out from there. Yeah. 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 And don't get me wrong. Like I've enjoyed a good hate to love, but I think 
like one of the things I like in a really good hate to love is they see each other across the room and they're like, well, that's a person I want to smash. Like, yes, let's, let's do it with that person. And then five minutes later, they're like, oh no, this person's are the worst. Yeah. I don't want, that's no good. Oh, it's too bad. I'm also attracted. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and I, the one thing I hate, which happens so many times in books is like, I don't understand my feelings. Oh God. And it's like, these are adults. Like they're, right. they're, they're, they're 28 and 35. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care how rich this 35 year old billionaire is. He kind of knows his feelings by now. Like, mm -hmm. right? Even if he needs to go to a lot of therapy, he at least can identify a, when he likes somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt this way about another person before. That is a red flag. Yes. You are 37 and you've never been attracted to a person? Yeah. Mm -mm. No. That is concerning. That's concerning. <laughs> oh. Especially since the cover of this book says you're going to get this lady pregnant. Right? Goodness. Oof. I have to say, too, speaking of, of trippy men in romance novels, something that I really appreciated about Lucas is that we see him. I mean, like, yeah, he's big and beefy. He has the anger issues, all that good stuff. Um, but we also see him be emotionally vulnerable pretty soon in and kind of consistently throughout the book. And I'm like, yeah. A tall guy who's creative and has a lot of tattoos and sad eyes. I'm already pregnant. I like. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was sort of like it's the the other side of we were talking about earlier about how Ash is a competent woman. We now mm -hmm. see like an emotionally competent man. And yes, he had growing to do because of course yes. characters need to grow. But like seeing him and especially with um, Mateo and sort of like oh yeah, I have a soft side and we get to see it because so often mm -hmm. we don't see it until like the very very end. At which yeah. point they've already done such terrible things. It's like I don't want these people to be together. No. <laughs> so it was really great for him to be like oh he's like looking out for this teen and he cares about his found family. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm pregnant. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I will say for any of our listeners who have watched the uh Vin Diesel led um movies with the uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise yes. and watch those barbecue scenes and we're like, uh yeah, I wanna fuck everybody at those tables and yeah. I want to be at those tables. Uh this book provides <laughs> 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 there is uh, two barbecue scenes where we feel like we're part of the family. There is like you, like you can practically hear like the bottle openers opening, opening up those like glass beer beers. <laughs> you can hear the the sizzling of like mm. the hot dogs. It's great. It's it's su too super fun. Thank Backyard you. Yeah. barbecues are sexy, and we need to talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> especially in chicago it is a thing that, oh like, yeah, yeah yeah a good backyard in chicago it's like a good Oof. rooftop you know it's like <laughs> oh love it love it yeah <laughs> um to get to a little bit of process um one of the questions i always hate that authors are asked um <laughs> at every single author event they go to are you about to ask it yeah but i'm not gonna Yay! ask it i'm going to bring it up somebody oh, okay. sooner or later is going to ask so 
um, what is your process? But then they caveat it with the next question, which is what time of day do you write? As <laughs> if like that is going to open up. Like right. it is going to unlock the world for this person. Like, God. you know, that like they're having a hard time writing. They're having a hard time figuring out how they're going to sit down and start their project. And they just want the author to tell them, start at 2 a.m. Right. 2 a.m. is the magic hour. <laughs> you will become the best author ever at 2 a.m. <laughs> 3.27 to 4.15 p.m. Yeah. That is it. That is the magic spot. <laughs> and it's, it's such an absurd question that every author always has to say things like write every day or write when you feel like you can write when your babies are asleep or write when like you know write on the weekends you know because who knows when you can write my question about writing that I think like most people are actually trying to get to is eventually like especially when you're starting that first book you get to a slump you get to a moment where it's like your energy is dipped. You get to the hard part of writing where you know what your outline is. You know what your characters are supposed to be doing. You know what's going to be happening next. But it's just like it starts to feel like a trudge mm -hmm. because it's work now. Now yeah. you're working. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And I think a lot of new baby writers don't realize that this is a job and that mm -hmm. you work at it. <laughs> yeah. So when you got to that point, and now that you're, you know, four more books in, like, I assume you've, you've felt that a couple of times. What got you through it? What pushed you through to the next part? And what tools and tips can you give to our baby writers out there? Yeah, yeah. That is for sure true. <laughs> Especially because I, I have an outline, but for me, I will jump around. And so part of how I deal with those slumps is that, if I can't figure out how to connect the scene that's supposed to happen in chapter four and chapter five, I will jump to chapter 18 and like <laughs> write that scene <laughs> instead. Um, and so, you know, so partly that's my process. Like I will write what I'm inspired for that day. Um, and then I think, but ultimately, right. I have to get back and write chapter four and chapter five. <laughs> like you, you do have to get back to that. And so, for me, it's really hard to give myself permission to write something that I'm not totally in love with and like know that I can go back to it, right? And so I, I think that is a really common piece of advice that you hear is just put words on the page and you can fix it during editing. I really struggle with that. Like I don't want to send my betas something that needs to be fixed, you know, even though I know I will fix things after I get feedback, but it is the more you commit to it and practice it, the easier it gets to like go back and just write the scene you need to write. Um, and so partly I think it is just the exercise of doing it like anything else, right? You just have to practice it and practice it and practice it and you get mm -hmm. better at it. And I think a lot of people don't always think about creative work and art as something that you practice and yeah. it is right. Like any other skill. Um, yeah, a lot and of people so, don't see it as work. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just this like miraculous thing of inspiration that you just create and then it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, I know that would be so nice. <laughs> So, so wait, you're saying there's no easy answers? Right. I want an easy answer. <laughs> well, 
Good thing we have AI now, right, right. everyone? <laughs> Oh. oh, like I am really curious to see like which of the books we've already read for this podcast were actually AI and we didn't oh, even know it. Yeah, I could guess some of the ones with sentences that don't make any sense. <laughs> so we do have another question, and this is, I think, one of our most important questions: celebrity casting. You get to cast this book with your dream cast. Like, and I, I do want to hear, like, I want to hear Lucas. I want to hear Ash. I also want to hear Jax and Logan and Macy. Mm -hmm. um, like, and I, oh, and I mean, we didn't talk about this person, but Melrose, who's a cop who comes in. I also, I got to hear about Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I have celebrities in my head yes. for all of them. All, um, and yeah, so <laughs> Lucas, I picture, um, Sam, oh, I'm blanking on his last name, Outlander. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sam Huff? Guy. Huff? Yeah, I think so. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to butcher all the last names. I'm not going to remember. Um, Jax, I picture, um, Charlie from Sons of Anarchy. Charlie Hunnam. Yes, Hunnam. Oh. Um, let's see. Uh, Ash, I actually pink picture like Mink, uh, Minka Kelly. So I think she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Macy is Jason Momoa, of course, obviously. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um logan um oh i'm totally blanking on her name right now too the younger sister from um gossip girl oh i don't mm. know so she has now left acting and is kind of a, pursuing a music career it is very punk and like gorgeous <laughs> um so I'm sure she'll come back for your movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Um yeah, so she's who I picture for Logan. Um yeah, so I think oh, and then Dylan, I actually picture like Stephen Strait. Mm -hmm. I think nice. he's like dark and broody. Really <laughs> I love it. I mean I love that as authors, we can just fill our worlds with these hyper sexy people. I know. <laughs> like in romance, like I do feel like in other, like, and I do absolutely love a romance that is, you know, for the normies and for mm -hmm. all of us out there, uh, you know, and I, I dig it. But honestly, sometimes you just want to be surrounded with Jason Momoa's arms. Yes. <laughs> and, and you want him Sometimes, to Claire. You want him to be just a little bit angry at the world and fucking you is the only way to make it better that's what we're here for yeah. down to it um great well this leads us to our favorite game are Yay! you ready uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's play some FMK. Fuck yes. that kill. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? 
Let's play Fuck Mary, 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 Fuck
like you said, Stacey, I like a reality show where it's about a skill. So, like, I loved Project Runway. Yes. I love Great British Bake Off for many reasons, but also because of the skill. Yeah. Uh, drag Race, all that good stuff. So, the yeah. fact that Ink Master is about, like, artistry, mm-hmm. I think is cool. And, like... I've seen ads for it on Paramount Plus and they all look real sexy. And yeah, I'll just stay there forever. <laughs> I'm also going to fuck Love Island because it's upfront about what it is. I mean, it, sh- it should be called Fuck Island. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's very upfront about what it is. Sorry, I appreciate that. And then I'm going to kill The Bachelor because I'm a jaded bitch. And I'm like, they're manufacturing these relationships. I don't yeah. feel that it's actual yeah. romance. Except apparently The Golden Bachelor sounds great. So we'll we'll like put that in a little bubble and mm-hmm. let, it, let it be. And we'll kill the rest. Those are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Seems> good. <laughs> good. Uh, Stacey, would you like to go next? Sure. Okay. Um, I have... Uh, the characters from the book, because I'm yes. curious about what you guys think. So, yes. um, removing Lucas, of course, like the other uh. three. So, Jax, Macy, Logan. Oh. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, of course, now I'm picturing them as the celebrities that you named. Right. <laughs> And, and not only that, like, we're we're starting before their books start, so they haven't had their uh, character journey. Yeah. I know. You don't know everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I... Okay. Um, I just... I loved Logan. I love Logan so much. Logan is a messy. <laughs> she's got a lot going on, but I think I still have to marry her because uh, she's a go-getter. We got to see a little bit more of her than I think like Macy and poor Jax was in a spoiler alert coma for the first half of this book. So, <laughs> um, But uh, so I think I am going to marry her uh, just in part because I know her best, but also she's a badass and great. And, um, also believes in public transportation. FYI, Christine, who is yep. a big public transportation person, yes. believes in public transpo. I definitely made yeah. a note. I'm like, there's so much public transportation in this book, and I love yes. it. Big fan. <laughs> um, and then I think, well, I'm going to fuck Macy because it's Jason Momoa. And I don't want to kill Jax. I don't want to yeah. kill Jax. FYI. <laughs> But that's the way the game goes. That's the way we're doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to fuck Logan. She's great, but I feel like th- there's only there's only one person, there's only one man who can like get her to settle down and I am not that man and I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to be that man. So, that's I'm going to I want to fuck her, and then she she has stuff that I know she's got to do, and I am not getting in the way of that at all. So, um, and then I'm going to marry Jax because I I love I love the comedic relief best friend. Like one of my favorite characters in this book is Tim. I, I love him so much. He loves he loves his fiance, and he has jokes. I'm just like yes, Mary. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, but I also, but Jax is also like, he, he was frustrated about like being stuck in the hospital, frustrated about how long his 
physical therapy took. He just wanted to like get back to work. So he has drive. He has ambition. Those are very attractive qualities. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill Macy, not because I want to, but simply because he, <laughs> he of the, of the three is not featured as much in this book. Yeah. I feel like after I read his book, my answers might change a little bit, but just as from what I know of him now, I'm like, he sounds great. If he's Jason Momoa, I, I would like to fuck him, but that is not how the game goes. So here we are. Uh, and do you, do you want to answer this also, Stacey, or do you recuse yourself? I, I will recuse myself. I was thinking about right. this earlier and I was like, here's the thing though. It's like, if I wanted to kill them, I would kill them. <laughs> you have that power. <laughs> oh, I oh that's right me. i am their god right? oh. <laughs> good 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 okay uh, also, well i also have from the characters from the book mm-hmm. uh but so i'm going to say ash okay. logan mm-hmm. and gabby so Gabby, we didn't cover too much in this, but Gabby is uh, Ash's best friend. She's a pediatric doctor. She is also one of the best friends you could ever ask for in a book like this, where she is super supportive. But it this includes one of my most favorite scenes in this book, where they're sitting down and Ash is talking about a kind of questionable thing that happened with Lucas at the hospital that has her a little worried. And Gabby is like, girl, I told you you needed to get with somebody who wasn't boring, but I don't want you to get someone who's problematic. If he is uh, acting weird, you can just jet. Like, you don't need to be there for that. (laughs) And Ash is like, you're right. Maybe, like, I need to take a step back. And we never see that from heroines in a book. Mm -hmm. And we never see that from, like, all the supportive best friends in any of these books are always like, go for it. Just do it. Everything's (laughs) going to be fine. And Risk it all for love. Right. And Gabby is this close to saying, ooh, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and and Lucas has to win Ash back after that moment. He That's has great. to, like, think about what did I do wrong and how can I correct that behavior in the future? And he does correct that behavior mm-hmm. in the future, which is before the end of the book and before the love like that is ugh, mwah, so good so we've got our best friend gabby we've got logan and we've got ash and do we want to change the game ever so slightly so it's fuck mary befriend <laughs> fuck mary befriend so yeah just as stacy pointed out if she wanted to kill any of them she could <laughs> and probably will so <laughs> <laughs> there was have, i do have a confession there was a moment where i did in the back of my head wonder if i should kill tim so gabby <gasps> can have her own book but i've decided now not to do this <laughs> oh gabby will just remain a best friend on the on the one hand i'm like i'm so glad you didn't on the other hand she has his name tattooed on her body and she has to find love again right. oh! <laughs> i mean that's ah! Uh, but also prequel, you know, I'm just going to throw yeah, it out. Yeah. 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 Thought about that too. Good. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Um, would you like to go first on this, Stacey? Or do you want me okay. to go first? I think I can go first. Okay. So, okay. I think I would befriend Logan 
Um, I just feel like every person should have a Logan in their life. Like just the badass, <laughs> take no shit, like supportive friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very like blunt and angry. <laughs> 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 there's, there's a lot to be angry about in the world. And yeah. so, you know, as long as you're mm-hmm. channeling it correctly, I would befriend Logan. Um, I would marry Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I do think she is just a really good best friend for Ash. And I think in the ways that she supports Ash, that kind of matches elements of my personality. So she'd also be a good support for me. Um, which means I guess I would fuck Ash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I would fuck Logan. Um, I bet she's real good at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super good at it. it. But again, as I said, she has stuff going on and I am not getting in the way of that. <laughs> um, I'm going to befriend Gabby because two reasons. One, she was a very good friend. And two, I don't want to split her and Tim up. I couldn't do that. (laughs) So I'm going to befriend her. Um, And then I'm going to marry Ash because she was sexy. She was competent. She's like saving lives in Nigeria. She's like, oh, let me just radically improve the medical infrastructure of another country. I'm like, yes, girl, yes. Yeah, I'll go stay with her in Nigeria for a month uh, while she's doing her thing. And yes. I'll I'll take the time to write. Because <laughs> I'll be traveling. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Claire? Um, I am going to befriend Ash. Um, if only because, like, exactly all the things you said, Neil. She's busy. <laughs> like, she's yeah. She's gotta. She's gotta do stuff. She's gotta jet hop. She's gotta. And um, I think she, you know, I I want her to not have to worry too much. So <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's she, fair. That's she's fair. She's got yeah. stuff to do. She's yeah. on her way. I am going to fuck Logan. I think she is going to be very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. Like given all of these options, I don't think I sh- we should. She's quite ready to settle down. <laughs> I think she needs some time. You know, I she think, needs at least two more books. Yeah, two more books of character <laughs> growth before she's ready for it. Um, and I am gonna marry Gabby. I'm, you know, maybe Tim's okay with like me coming in and like you know we can have like you know a whole three situation and enjoy each other's company. A little thruple. Gabby's great. Yeah. Gabby's also super smart. Gabby, uh, Gabby is chill with a friend of hers just staying on in their apartment while they're planning their wedding. That kind of human being is hard to find. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, so, but that does bring us to the end of our time together. Oh, um, so soon. But the good news is, uh, my dear listeners, like that doesn't have to be the end of your time with Stacey Lynn Hafner and her great series, uh, The Vanish series. We started with uh, book number one, Tattoo My Heart, but there are more books out there, as we talked about, that you can jump in on, and we think you should. 
Yeah, we'll put a link in the description so you can just go buy those books. We say every episode, just go buy the books. Um, yeah, and uh, Stacy, where can people find you on the the social meds and whatnot? Yeah, so I'm um, on Instagram as uh, Stacy is writing, and same with uh, TikTok. Although, as we've discussed, dipping <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. my toe in there, mm-hmm. um, and then Facebook. I have a page, Stacy Lynn Hafner, and also a fun um, group that you can can join with some like insider tips um, as well. So. Great. We'll link all those in the description as well. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Stacey. This was so much fun. This was really fun. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Good. Well, and then now you get to see the fun, the ridiculous way in which we end all of our episodes, which is listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. Uh, And I guess we all, all we have left to say is that if you can do so safely. And consensually. And while getting a sexy, sexy tattoo, then you should keep. keep.